fakes the handoff. He drives the lane. He takes it to the house. Bouncing off defenders. He just laid it in. He just put it up and in. 56 seconds to play. Oh, by the way. It's time. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Game 7 is over. It's an instant classic. It's the T.C. Martin Show. A three for the game. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. You've got to pinch me. The doctor is now in. Hour number two here on this uh, magnificent Monday. It's Super Bowl week. Getting it all hyped up, ready to go. But we also got plenty of college basketball as we've turned the page, so to speak, right? Rocking and rolling, rolling, strolling, moving and grooving. Yes, a lot of big games coming up tonight uh, as well. We talk about uh, Texas and Kansas tonight. We'll, uh, we dove into that last hour with Marco D'Angelo. Appreciate him for being with us here. And don't forget, uh, Thursday and Friday, back at the Westgate. Be there Thursday and Friday this week. Oscar Goodman will be joining us on Thursday. Marco D'Angelo is Scott Spritzer on Friday. Jay Schrader, our Super Bowl extravaganza. And yes, tickets to give away for Cool in the Gang. Friday and Saturday night. One, our next guest, uh, he loves Cool in the Gang as well, too. All right, so we got tickets to give away. Hit me on Twitter with that. Your best Cool in the Gang moment at TC Martin 21. Concert moment, song moment, whatever. And uh, we'll do a little, a little Twitter ticket giveaway with that at TC Martin 21 for Cool and the Gang at the Westgate of Las Vegas. All right, Chuck Esposito will join us from Red Rock and uh, the vice president of the station. Casino properties out there, so we'll we'll talk a little Super Bowl betting with Chuck at the bottom of the hour. But right now, we talk hoops, and no better person to do it with than the coach himself, of course, the former coach at Providence and Xavier. Uh, back in the day, just to name a few, does a fantastic job on CBS, whether it's CBS Sports Network or CBS, and I believe he has more frequent flyer miles than anybody that I know right now. The one and only, the legend, Pete Gillen. What is happening, my friend? T.C. Martin, it's great to be with you. You're a great American, and I support all your endeavors, whether politically or not. <laughs> I'm not a big political guy, though, Pete. I mean, I'll make some political statements when it comes to sports and music and food, as you well know. So there you go. If, oh, you're, yeah. if you're supporting all that, then 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 I'm good. Then I'll, I'll take your vote, my friend. Yeah, I eat with you once, and you look like you're eating like you're going to the electric chair. So I, I didn't know. I, I, I stay out of your way. The buffet, I, I, the food was splashing all over at me. That's but, right. uh, that is. I mean, especially that, that Wicked Spoon buffet at the Cosmopolitan, Pete. I mean, you remember that place. I mean, fantastic. No better buffet yeah. in Las Vegas. How about a shout-out to the Wicked Spoon? Great, great people there. Great food. I loved it. I'm going to go back there again. I might be working in the back to help save my daughter's wedding coming up. So I have a backup job. <laughs> so, my friend, I, you have just been traveling all over the place here. I mean, you're crisscrossing the country, crisscrossing the globe here. I, I got to know this, Pete. Now, are you a dedicated, you know, frequent flyer member to one airline or two? Or d- does CBS just say, okay, you're an American this week. It's United this week. It's Delta, whatever. Or is, is Pete Gillen saying, no, no, book me on X airline so you can get all those frequent flyer miles? I need to know. I mean, do you have your own row? You have your own seat? on these on these uh in the first class there no they put me in a luggage put me in a luggage <laughs> apartment you know what i mean they put a bag over my head and they fly me out but no i usually go american airlines which is a great airlines they're all great but american i have a little status because 
you know, you go to a, a big city sometimes, you're in San Francisco or Vegas, wherever, Chicago, and it's a big line. If you don't have status, you're mushed. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't mushed. get on a plane when you, you're mushed. I've been mushed a lot my whole life. Yeah. Mushed. <laughs> and so I go American. They're all good airlines, but American is, is my status one that I like. And, uh, mm-hmm. They keep me out of the baggage room, which is good. Okay, so the schedule now. Just let's uh, let's let's uh, keep our listeners up to date. Where you've been the past couple of weeks, and where you venture, you got an off day today. So we appreciate you spending the time on your your leisurely off day, Pete. That's great. But uh, you're, you're gonna pack it up and and get out of here again tomorrow or Wednesday, aren't you? Exactly. I'm not here to hold hands, TC. I'm a worker. You know what I mean? Yes. You got to keep America going. <laughs> I was recently in Albuquerque. I had a game when we uh, we saw. Uh, you know, down there in Albuquerque with, uh, uh, I forget who Air Force played them. Yeah. We, we had the, the running rebels before that in Albuquerque. Right. They had a great win. That was maybe the great, greatest win of the year so far. I think, mm-hmm. uh, winning at, you know, New Mexico was top 25. So I was in Albuquerque Friday, came home, you know, I had trouble, lost my baggage, you know, lost my mind. I lost everything. I didn't get the bag back for a couple of days. And then I went to Dayton, Ohio and I had a game Tuesday. Good game, Loyola, Chicago at Dayton. Then I went right from there. Well, you're sleeping. I'm working. I went right from there to Provo, Utah. Had a game uh, there. I had Lily Marymount in Provo, Utah, and got home. It's tough. Provo, Utah. It's a lovely town. I love Provo, Utah. But coming to Charlottesville, Virginia, you got to take a, a boat, a train, a helicopter, <laughs> a submarine, a kayak, and an airplane to get there. So it took me a long time to get home. So now I'm going to Logan, Utah, tomorrow. So while wow. you're, you know, having breakfast and drinking pina coladas, I'm in the air working. Mango. I had a nice mango drink last night at Benny Hanna's, Pete. <laughs> I don't know if you're a Benny Hanna fan. It's the first time I ever went, but, uh, get, get the, get the, get the mango mocktail there. They got a big old slice of, uh, pineapple in there as well, too. I'm telling you, big fan. Sounds great. Yeah. I'd love to go to Benny Hanna. Yeah. I can't afford it, but I'd love to go and, uh, yeah. Afford. But yeah, no, I, so I'm going to low, big game on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, TC, it's, uh, San Diego State, number one in the Mountain West. Yes. Against, uh, Utah State in Logan, Utah, which is a great little college town. So I'm excited to be working that game. So, uh, that should be fun. That's going to be a great game. And we saw UNLV going to Utah State a couple weeks ago, nearly pull off the upset. That place was going crazy, Pete, as you could uh, imagine. I mean, big college town. They all had uh, had a whiteout that night. And I know when San Diego State comes to town, San Diego State coming off that big blowout win against uh, Boise over the weekend. Pete, you are becoming the, the king of the Mountain West. I mean, I yeah, love the Mountain West. I know, it's a but, great league. but where where is venues. your where's your Thomas and Mac assignment? I mean, you're going to Logan. I mean, you're going to New <laughs> Mexico like two and three different times. I mean, where yep. where is it? Do I need to talk to somebody there at CBS and you say, do, "Come on, juice"? I'm, I'm like uh, not even middle management. I'm like way down, you know, in, in, you know, in the mud and the quicksand, the glue. <laughs> so I don't get to go to Vegas. All the big timers go to. Vegas. I love to go. I love Vegas. I love Ferraro's restaurant right near there. Oh, nice yes. Italian place. Yes. Great place. No, and, well. uh, great place to eat. And uh, no, I love going to Vegas, but I, I haven't had uh, the Running Rebels uh, uh, at home, you know, for a while. So hopefully down the road, you know, uh, if I'm still vertical, I'll be able to go. All right. So the Mountain West, uh, it, it is interesting. We said before the season started that you can make a case maybe for five or six different teams. How do you feel the the conference is is shaking up now? Because it does seem it's kind of, you know, come back again to San Diego State and, and Boise State. But uh, give us your thoughts on where the Mountain West is right now as we get ready to approach the conference tournament a few weeks away here uh, at UNLV and, of course, getting ready for March Madness. Good question, TC. I think there's five teams in the hunt. Still a lot of basketball <clears throat> yet to be played, but 
San Jose State, number one again, as you mentioned, nine and two. Utah State's in the conversation. That's a great game. They're eight and three, just one game behind. Boise, who they beat handily, as you mentioned, eight and three. Nevada is eight and three. They're a surprise team at a conference. And New Mexico was top 25 for a while. They're six and four in the league, 19 and four overall. So <clears throat> I don't think five will get in. They could, but I think more realistically, four, possibly three. So we'll see. But uh, a lot of big games will be played. <clears throat> So, uh, but it's a big one on Wednesday in uh, Utah State. I, you know, I think they'll be the favorite at home. They're tough to beat in Logan. Mm-hmm. So UNLV has had some recent struggles. Uh, I was at the game the other night, Pete, when they lost to Fresno State. Fresno State ended up sweeping them. Um, you know, they beat them in Fresno a couple of weeks ago on a Saturday afternoon. And then yep. uh, just uh, Rebels couldn't get it done Friday night at home, even though they had uh, every opportunity to win the game. Uh, mm-hmm. So... I don't know what has happened to that three-game win streak, you know, going into that game. When you look at these Rebels, what do you see? Well, I see a good team. I, I, you know, they're 15 and 8 overall, as you know, in the league, not as good, 4 and 7. So they've been up and down. Like I said, Fresno State's a solid team, but, you know, the, you know, I think has the talent to beat them. You know, losing twice to them, you know, was disappointing if you're a running Rebel fan. But uh, I like Elijah Hawkless. I think he's terrific. 17 points a game. <clears throat> he, you know, he's not afraid to shoot. He's not shy. He, he airs it out. And Tashawn Gilbert's very good. Rodriguez, I think they're a good team. I really like uh, Jordan McCabe coming off the bench, the veteran point guard, you know, and he was great <clears throat> when I saw the Run Rebels beat New Mexico in Albuquerque. That was a great win for them, and he was he was great off the bench. Uh, Mwaka, the big 6'10 guy, I think is solid. Not a great scorer, but he, he blocks shots. He rebounds. <clears throat> and Rodriguez is tough. So I think they're a good team. They don't do this close. You know what I mean? They, they get a, those close games, right? They've lost two or three TC, right? Close mm-hmm. games. So the, the narrative would be different. <clears throat> Instead of four and seven, they'd be seven and four, you know, if they won some of those close ones. And McCabe uh, did not play against Fresno State the other night. He's injured, and that that definitely hurt UNLV's chances of winning that game. And you're right, he's a transfer from West Virginia uh, in his second season with the Rebels. Uh, but the Rebels, yeah, need to get healthy. But they're just struggling, Pete. When I look at this team, I'm just, you know, <clears throat> offensively, it, it's, it, you know, you mentioned Harkless. It never met a shot he, he didn't like, but it, he kind of feels <clears throat> like that he needs to carry this team on his back because there are moments when, you know, other guys are unwilling to take shots and it's just, it's kind of uncomfortable to watch. I mean, the, the offense really is not free flowing. And, uh, you know, I, 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 people are really rooting for Kevin Kruger. We love Kevin. Remember, they started off 10 and 0 this year, but then when they started off conference play against San Jose State and they lost on the road, I mean, that was just kind of a big red flag. Then San Diego State beat them. And then, like I said, they've been playing catch up ever since this Mountain West Conference, uh, slate started, but it just doesn't seem, you know, right now they have a lot of problems offensively in scoring the basketball. You're right. No question about it, TC. <clears throat> Hawkless only shooting, you know, 39% from the field. So he takes a lot of shots, but he doesn't make a lot. 24% from three-point land. <clears throat> so he's a very good player, yep. but he's got, a, a, like I said, maybe there's too much burden on his shoulders transfer, you know, from the Big 12. And Keshawn Gilbert, the sophomore, is playing better. Right? He had a, a disappointing freshman year. Uh, struggled to meet the expectations, but he's getting 12 a game. So he's a good, but he's young. He's uh, You know, he's only a sophomore and Rodriguez is a good player, the Ole Miss transfer. So I think they got good players. McCabe, I think, is a key guy. I mean, he's not a superstar, but he's he's a glue guy. You know what I mean? He he makes big shots. He's a veteran. He's been around forever. <clears throat> played at West Virginia, as you mentioned. So I've got to get him healthy. Hopefully get him back. But they got Wyoming, I think, next game, which I think on the road. But it's a tough game on the road. Any road game in the Mountain West is tough. <clears throat> but I think they could beat Wyoming. Then they got San Diego State, which would be a tough one. 
on the road. So they get they get some tough games, but hopefully they can get up to you know around 500, maybe a game or two above in conference play. But uh, once again, it's only Kevin's second year. I think he's a very good coach. I'm very impressed with him. It was a wonderful win at New Mexico when they were you know it was like sell sell out. It was like 15,000 people screaming. They were yelling at me. They were going to put me in you know in their trunk if they didn't win. So I was a little nervous, uh, but. Uh, I, I, you know, they had a great win uh, at New Mexico, so hopefully they can uh, rekindle that magic that they had. But they're 4-7 in the league, and hopefully they can come back. They got 18 league games. Hopefully they, they can go 10-8 and eight in conference play. Yeah, and UNLV uh, beat Dayton. They were they were ranked number 21 at the time when they beat them earlier this year at the time yeah. of Smack. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, the New Mexico game in Albuquerque, they were ranked 21 uh, as well. But, yeah, the, the big wins have kind of eluded uh, the Rebels as of late. Uh, Pete Gillen joins us with CBS Sports. Uh, talk a little college hoop. All right, Pete, we look at the, you know, the big picture here and we look at, uh, the top 10 right now and you got Purdue, uh, at, at the top at number one. I don't know how much you've been able to see Purdue or, or any of the Big Ten, but, you know, Zach Eady, seven foot four. This guy has really started to come into his own. Uh, he's a difference maker. Uh, Purdue looks like, uh, they're a legitimate number one team. And then the rest of the Big Ten, you know, you got Indiana hanging around. I think, you know, that's an improving program as well, too. Um, then you got Michigan and believe it or not, Rutgers. I mean, eight, yep, eight, Rutgers of, is good. eight of the 14 teams, Pete, are over 500 in this Big Ten. So quick synopsis of what you think of Purdue and the rest of the Big Ten. Good question. Uh, I think Purdue's the best. As you know, they get beat by Indiana over the weekend. I yep. saw that. I was coming home from Provo. I saw some of the game and, uh, uh, Indiana played great. And, uh, you know, Trace Jackson Davis is one of the top five <clears throat> players in the country forward. For the Hoosiers, uh, but Indiana, I, I, you know, is very, very good. They're getting better now. They slumped a little bit. I think Purdue is a tremendous team, but I don't think there's one great team. TC, I, I think there's a 14 or 15 teams, you know, when it comes that, down to the tournament that can win it. Purdue certainly with Edie, the big seven foot four guy, is in the conversation for National Player of the Year. He might be one of the favorites. I don't know if he'll get it, but he's certainly a great player. Uh, he played well against Indiana on the road, uh, but I think the Big Ten is, is solid. Um, Rutgers is very good. They, 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 they're up there. You know, there's a lot of teams after Purdue that are very comparable. Michigan's comparable to them. You know, they're, they're, they're solid. And, uh, Indiana is comparable. Illinois is solid. Michigan. So, uh, but uh, the Big Ten, I don't think it's a great, great league this year. It's a good league. It's always a good league, but I don't think it's a great league. And, uh, I think, uh, Purdue is still the class of the league, but, uh, there's a lot of balance after Purdue. And, uh, I, I think, you know, they'll get four or five in, but I don't know if any of those teams are Final Four caliber other than Purdue. All right, so what about the the next group down? You can make a case for Tennessee playing some good uh, basketball right behind yep. Purdue. Uh, the Houston yep. Cougars, we've talked about Kelvin Sampson before, very exciting team to watch. And yep. then this Alabama team, it just pretty much is, is, is run over everyone, especially in the non-conference. So they got some some big quad one wins. And then yep. the Arizona Wildcats, they're making some noise as well, Pete. So talk a little bit yep. about uh, those teams. Yeah, all very good teams. I mean, UCLA, they're very good. Yeah, there's it's another Kelvin one. Sampson. Right. Yeah, Kelvin Sampson and I were on the USA Basketball Committee together for four or five years, and uh, we helped pick teams that go into the you know different games, the World University games, the Goodwill games, the Pan American games. So I know Kelvin very well. He's done an unbelievable job. So Houston's certainly in there. Tennessee Rick Barnes, a great coach, tremendous defensive coach. <clears throat> uh, I followed him at Providence. He left a full deck. Yep. So they kept me alive for a couple of weeks. You know, I had a good team. <laughs> uh, I would have brought in guys with no necks and no uniforms. He had some great players. 
uh, and Arizona. Uh, you know, they're a terrific team, as you said. They uh, they can really score. Um, so I think Arizona and Texas, can't forget Texas. You know, uh, they're doing a very good job. And Texas is, is tough. Unfortunately, they lost their coach. I had problems. But uh, Ronnie Terry's got a good job. So <clears throat> Texas is very good. Um, you know, I, I really like Houston because they play tremendous defense. They're very aggressive. I think they're good. Uh, and, uh, so there's a lot of good teams, you know what I mean? That, that are very, very good that, that have a chance to, to win it. You know what I mean? So I think it's wide open. I really do. I think there's a lot of teams that are, are in the mix, you know, that can, uh, that be very terrible, you know, very, uh, potent in the tournament. So, uh, I, I think it, I like it being wide open, TC. You know what I mean? Not, not yes. just one or two. There's, <clears throat> I think there's maybe 14 or 15. Alabama's streaky, but they get, you know, great freshmen. They can really score. Uh, Texas got, you know, they, uh, got an excellent backcourt. So, uh, I, I think it's going to be very exciting. I mean, uh, and I'm just going to listen to some Willie Nelson music and watch the tournament and enjoy it. There you go. So Pete, what is the, you know, when you're looking at this thing from a coaching aspect here, when you're looking at these teams, what is maybe the one element that you think, okay, this, this team needs to have what in order to win a national championship? What what is what is the the, the one factor if you really break it down these teams? Because we're talking about all of these teams, you know, are 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 all very very good. But and I guess I'll just I'll preface it like like this: I like Houston, but I'm worried about their three point shooting. And for me, great I think point. I think you have great to have point. great guard play. You have to have yep. leadership at the point guard position. They don't turn the ball over, but you have to be an exceptional three point team. And you yep. know, so I guess I'm kind of like leading you into that. How important is that aspect, uh, despite a team like Houston that has great lockdown defense? But man, you—they're going to struggle outside the arc, and that could—that could be the death of them. Yeah, no question. You got to be able to knock the ball down. <laughs> and Houston had trouble. You saw in the, in the Final Four last year, right? In the mm-hmm. semis, right? <clears throat> they couldn't make a shot. They were awful life. So they—they they played good D, but they, they couldn't defend. So. Uh, I think one of the things, a couple of things, is not just one thing, but <clears throat> certainly got to hit the three. You got to have a good point guard. You have to have an elite point guard. Maybe not the best in the country, but a really good leader who creates for himself and his teammates. I you need a god, sham god. That's what you need, right? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. We were in God's hands. I couldn't win. I was right. in God's hands. <laughs> we still couldn't win. We got to the lead eight. If I had had a bounce play, I'd be eating freaking filet mignon oh, and no. salmon <laughs> instead of tossed salad. I mean, uh, forget about it. I have that dream every eight days. Oh, I have a, you know, a tie score three point nine seconds ago. If we have weak score, I'm freaking I'm being carried out of the gym yeah. instead of buried in some subplot in some freaking sewer in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Get Pete Gillen out of the sewer there in Brooklyn. Take take that train down to uh, the Yankee Stadium. <laughs> no, that'd be the Bronx. So we don't we want Pete in the Bronx. It's better to be in the Brooklyn no. than Bronx, Pete. Let's be perfectly clear about that. Yeah, Brooklyn is where it's at. Brooklyn's much better. But uh, but I, I think uh, a point guard, real outstanding point, key, you hit it, you got to be able to knock the three. And I have a great player. Like Arizona has a kid, Tubalus, you know, the big 6'11 junior. He could carry them. They're playing really well right now. Tennessee's another team that plays great D, but offensively they struggle sometimes. You know, Rick Barnes a great coach, but sometimes Alabama's streaky. You know what I mean? They got a tremendous team. Right, but uh, they're streaky. So every team has a little warts, a little problem. That's what makes it exciting. That's true. You know, Purdue's got two, two freshman starters. You know what I mean? They're, they're good players, but 
They're babies. They, you know, they watch Bambi on Ice before the game. They don't watch free game of the other teams. They they watch cartoons. They're too young. So you you know you, you need you know veterans. So <clears throat> I think you're right. You got to be able to score. You got to be able to shoot the three. I think you have to have an excellent point guard. Maybe not the best in the country, but a really a, a elite quality point guard. <clears throat> and you got to be able to play decent defense. I mean, that's uh, what's exciting. I think you know Kansas is very good. They got a good team. Olsen's a terrific player. So you know, there's a lot of good teams. But that's what makes it fun. I think a lot of teams have a chance to win at TC this year. Marquette is a top ten team again, and that that the people in Milwaukee are, are very excited about that. Have you got a chance to do any of their games this year? No, I haven't. I have them coming up. You know, when when you're sleeping, I'll be working. I have that game. I have Xavier at Marquette. Oh, that's going to be a good uh, coming one coming up. And I like Xavier too. I like what Sean Miller's yeah. doing back back Sean's at his old stomp of grounds. Yeah, yeah. I had that game a week from Wednesday. <clears throat> Uh, about the 15th or so, and I have that game, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Xavier Marquette. So I have not zeroed in on it, but uh, Shaka Smart's an unbelievable job. They really, last year they were just okay, and this year, like I said, they're a top 10 team. They're terrific. So uh, that should be fun, but I have not really zeroed in on them. I got to, you know, study them, but I haven't really, because I've had a lot of games out west. I'm trying to come to the Midwest now. Who is that sleeper team, Pete, that maybe that you have broadcast that you're going like, well, watch out for these guys? Come tournament time. <clears throat> Good question. Uh, sleeper team. I, I think. Let me see. A sleeper team. Uh, I think Dayton is a sleeper team. If they can get in the tournament, TC, they can do damage. Remember now, they lost their point guard. You know, a, a point guard who was a, a very good guy uh, named Malachi Smith. He was been banged up. Another kid named Elvis is a, the backcourt. <clears throat> they got a, uh, you know, Leron Holmes. Leron Holmes is a six ten guy can really play. Tamari Kamara is another guy. So Dayton's a guy, a team, you know what I mean? If they get healthy, once again, their players miss like 12, 13 games, cut both of them. And, and they're, I think they're the best team in the A-10 preseason. They were top 24, 24th Associated Press. So if they can, you know, get back in rhythm, the kids are back now. The young men are back for a couple of games. So Dayton's a team, I think, a sleeper. I think they're the biggest sleeper since Rip Van Winkle. If they, you know, get in the tournament, I think they can do some damage. You understand, Pete, that most people listening to this show do not even know who Rip Van Winkle is. <laughs> That's okay. you got to do your homework. We're not here to hold hands. This is a business trip. We're not here to educate. People got to study. They can't just be sitting back and Rolling a dice in some casino? That's, that's right. So every meal is a write-off for Pete Gillen. It's a business trip. Remember that. Remember that, Pete. There you go. It's business. That's it. That's hey. it. I've been kicked around long enough, TC, but Rip Van Winkle was a sleeper. He was asleep. he slept in the woods for 40 years, uh, for your listeners. And guys, Donna, you got to listen. to you got you to gotta study a little bit. You can't just sit there and chill out watching the TV. You know, there were guys that just lined up at the University of Virginia, just lined up to get in Professor Pete Gillen's class to for history. <laughs> just lining up this. A basketball coach by day or for by night and then by day, uh, the professor. I mean, this guy, exactly. you got Greek mythology. You got it all coming out of your ears there, buddy. Uh, exactly. I'm not here at all hands. Uh, if you don't really know history, you don't study history. You're not really a truly educated person. Now, I was experimental admissions in college, so I wasn't that great student. But but you got to know history, TC. I know you do, right? You, you know history because it repeats itself a lot. You got to know what went right, what went wrong. And I, I had a lot of things went wrong in my life. That's why I'm in I'm in a, a foxhole here in Virginia. Final thing here for you, my friend. Um, you're doing a lot of college basketball games, and you know we we see. The replay, we see a couple different rule changes. Is that what's the most frustrating thing for you 
about college basketball right now, whatever it is. I mean, what what what's kind of, what what kind of irks at Pete Gillen now while you're sitting there watching these games? Yeah, well, when the referees go, you know, to the monitor, you know, they stay for five eight minutes looking at slowing the game down, taking it. You know what I mean? I know they got to check certain things out, but just you know what I mean. I know they want to get it right, and that's the most important thing. But it it, it, it irks me when the officials maybe they want to get on TV, maybe they want this or that. But when they, you know when they Check, checking a monitor, you know, forever. Just uh, that that bugs me because that slows everything down. So that that's the biggest thing. Go check it, bing, bada beep, bada boop, and then get back on the court. You know, so when those long, you know, uh, delays when they're trying to find out what went right. So you, you don't need forever to do that. Just check it out, look it up, bada boom, get back on the court. Bada boom, I like that. Instead of bada bing, uh, there is the Anthony, Anthony Soprano's place over there in New Jersey. Pete Gillen's got the bada boom. <laughs> I like that. A little boom boom room. Uh, Pete, do, do you get, do, do you, do you ever get vocal with these guys? I mean, like, with, with you take off the headset and say, like, come on already, let's go, make it remind. <laughs> Have you ever given the business like you did when you were, you know, prancing the sidelines? No, no, they might give me the hook. I might be out freaking, uh, I'm a ghoulie. I might be outside, uh, <laughs> you know, one of my rear end. So I kind of keep a low profile during the game. You know what I mean? I try to be like Whistler's mother, just sitting in a rocking chair with my legs crossed and just watching. No, we went to paintings. There it is. We went from history to paintings. You got to love it. All right, Pete, I need your, we need your uh, Super Bowl pick. You're going to be our, our first uh, regular guest celebrity this week. Uh, give us your Super Bowl Final score, Numchuck. He's Numchuck's writing them all down. Pete Gillen, what do you got? Let's get the drum roll, please, for our man Pete Gillen, the basketball side, big football fan. It's Eagles. It's Chiefs. For those of you that did not know who was playing this week, I had to let you know, I know who was playing. playing. Now, all right. Let me preface Hit. this with last time I was right, Moby Dick was a minnow. So whoever, <laughs> you know, better go opposite me. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go. We don't need to be Chiefs. hearing about any dicks, okay, Pete? Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's go. All right. <laughs> I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes, even though he's banged up, hopefully his ankle's a little bit better. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs in a real great game. I think they're going to nail by to win by two points. But, uh, you know, Eagles are good. They play great defense. But I'm from New York City, so I got a little Philadelphia, you know, angst against me. So I'm going to go with uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Got great stakes out there. Mahomes is going to play unbelievable. And the Chiefs are going to win in a real nail by them. And what's that score, Pete? What's the score? score's going to be... 27 to 25. 27 to 25. Now, see, I kind of had you pegged maybe for going with Philly because of that East Coast bias you have. But like you said, you New Yorkers really don't care for Philadelphians too much, do you? No, we don't go for Philly. Philly's fans are maniacal. They're crazy. So, <laughs> I, we <don't>, <laughs> we, 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 New York fans, we're not well. We're, we're not well, but we're, we're not crazy. I understand. But, uh, Hey, thank you for the memories, TC. Hopefully we'll do it again down the road, okay? We will do that, my friend. We appreciate uh, the time, as always, and we'll be uh, watching for you uh, on a television there on uh, CBS Sports Network or CBS here in the coming weeks. And, yes, we will have you back on the show as we uh, approach these conference tournaments and, of course, uh, the big dance as well, my friend. So get those dancing shoes ready. Get a new pair of shoes, okay? Exactly. My shoes got holes in them. All right, TC. Thank you for the memories. Take care, brother. There he is. Bye-bye. Pete Gillen, my guy. All right, we come back. Chuck Esposito will join us out at Red Rock. Back to more nonstop sports talk with the Dr. TC Martin. All right, got some great upcoming shows coming your way. And we've got tickets to give away for all of these. We mentioned Cool in the Gang coming up on Friday and Saturday night at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the International Theater. 8 o'clock showtime. Get your tickets at 
Ticketmaster.com. And then also, Ringo Starr his all-star band coming your way to the Venetian Theater May 24th, 26th, and 27th. Tickets are on sale now for Ringo and his all-star band. That's coming your way. And then uh, David Spade, Nikki Glasser, uh, you gotta like that. Uh, coming up by April the 20th and 29th. Great comedy. And then uh, another residency for those guys up at the Venetian Theater. Uh, tickets are now on sale uh, at the Venetian and again at uh, uh, Ticketmaster.com as well, too. So, yeah, get ready for all the laughs as uh, comedians uh, David Spade and Nikki Glasser are teaming up for select weekends here in Las Vegas at the Venetian Theater. So grab your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Dot com. All right, plenty of stuff coming your way. And also, um, Comedy Cabaret coming your way uh, starting Thursday night at the Westgate Las Vegas. Um, Marsha Warfield will be headlining that. Uh, we've got tickets to give away uh, for that as well, too. So, yes, comedy inside the Comedy Cabaret venue at the Westgate Las Vegas that is starting this weekend. So yeah, busy time. And as you know, we got sports, we got music, we got comedy. We have it all for you here. So hang tight uh, with your chance and tickets uh, to win for all of the above with that. And again, our Twitter contest, uh, hit me on Twitter at TCMartin21 for your Cool in the Gang tickets uh, Friday and Saturday night. We've got a pair of tickets that uh, we'll give away via uh, Twitter right there. Your best Cool in the Gang moment uh, song, concert, tell us why you want to go this Friday and Saturday night, but hit me on Twitter at TCMartin21. All right, we continue on here. Super Bowl week is officially started. Yes, dead week is, is, is past us now, and we uh, look forward to uh, now getting into all of the, uh, the thick of it here for the Eagles and the Chiefs coming up this weekend. Join us now, our good friend Chuck Esposito out at Red Rock at the Station Casinos Properties. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, T. Just uh, as you mentioned, the dead week's done, and uh, just kind of seeing what's going to unfold this week. All the props are up. Uh, you know, it's a little bit the calm before the storm, but I suspect in the next 48 hours, you'll start seeing a, a lot of the bigger bets start rolling in. It is uh, a phenomenon, really, Chuck, isn't it? As you inch closer and closer to Super Bowl, especially when you get like to Friday and then Saturday, and uh, I'm sure you guys probably have extended book hours as well, too. And then, uh, the onslaught that you get on Sunday, uh, you know, morning and afternoon. I mean, it's just, it's something that I know from uh, that side of the counter with you guys, it is a lot of work. It's exhausting days. You spend all the time of uh, putting all these props together. Uh, it's, it's a big deal, but man, it's a, it's always usually pretty rewarding, isn't it? It, it is, T. I mean, I, it's so much fun for us, too. I mean, it's to, to kind of be creative, think outside the box, put as many things as we can on the board. I think every year we expand the overall kind of prop packet. It becomes, you know, water cooler chatter, what we're doing right now. You know, a lot of media outlets um, wanting to know about the props and, and guests. I mean, they're walking in the door, and the first thing they ask for is, you know, when will that prop uh, packet be ready, and once it's ready, where are those prop packets? And you may not like the the Chiefs or the Eagles or the over or the under, um, but there is just so many different ways um, to bet the big game that that's what makes it fun. I think that there's a uh, just you know props just about for anything that you can name. There's some cross sport props, you know, some unique props that we put up, and it just makes that entire day I think so much more fun because of that. 
Chuck, take us through like the the planning process of that. Okay, so it's you, the whole staff. You got the, both Jasons there and everybody else there. It, when you guys talk about these props, I know there's like a template because every year you got something. But then again, you you got different games, you got different superstars every year that may arise. So you want to try to incorporate those different superstars, uh, the different sports, you know, games that will be taking place on that Sunday. Take us through the process on how you guys determine. I mean, is it like people just pitching stuff out there? You know, like you guys are, uh, you know, Hollywood movie producers and like, hey, let's go with that. Let's go with that. But how does all that work? I don't know if it's quite the Hollywood movie producer, but it is <laughs> pitching pitching stuff out amongst us. I mean, we do have a template, and, and that's kind of for the, the standard type stuff. But we were thinking about, you know, uh, and kind of building all this stuff even weeks ago. I mean, knowing that, you know, when it looked like you could have, you know, some combination of, of Burrow um, or, uh, or Mahomes or, or Hertz, or the Niners in the Super Bowl, we started looking at all that stuff and, and kind of coming up with it and discussing, uh, different props and, you know, and how if it was the Eagles against the, uh, the, the, um, the Chiefs uh, or the Bengals, how offensive minded some of these props could be with the quarterbacks involved. And, you know, if Hertz was in it, um, rushing props would be kind of fun to do because he likes to run the ball so much, but knowing that the Eagles really have kind of a, a four-headed monster attack with their three running backs and and hurts, so it's and then we do we pitch things out. We've done it before where they're they're kind of fun and you know sometimes they're really popular and work out. Sometimes people will look at them and go really, um, but we have a lot of fun with it. And you know some of the cross cross board props that are tied to um, the Knights. Um, you know, uh, LeBron James and in the, in historically you've, you've tied them to, you know, Michael Jordan to, to Tiger Woods to some of the big prize fights. Uh, we have kind of a, a cool one tied up this year to, um, uh, a slap fighting event, which is kind of cool. Cross board prop power slap fight heavyweight championship. Um, you can pick the winner of the slap fight to the winner of the Super Bowl. So, you know, anything that's kind of popular and kind of vogue and it right now, we're going to look to capitalize on that. But, uh, again, there's so many things that really cater to what happens in the game from the, you know, uh, which team will win the opening coin toss um, to what will the opening coin toss be to uh, will the final play of the game be a quarterback kneel down. Um, and everything in between. So I think that's what makes it fun, T, and, and that's what lets so many of the guests have a good time because they can, you know, come up and have, you know, a small amount on 50 props and just have something to root for throughout the course of the game. What is the total number of props that you have out there right now? I, I would imagine it's got to exceed what four hundred? Is it five hundred? Is it that much? Yeah, I think there's over. I think there's over five hundred different ways, <laughs> oh, wow. um, you know, to, to bet the game. And I think every year um, it gets bigger and bigger. And uh, as I said, we're always looking to kind of capitalize on it and come up with more and more different options and and think outside the box and be creative. And um, but we do. We we employ our team too. If somebody has a you know, a really good idea about something, let it, let us know. You know, we've even talked about maybe even at some point, um, opening it up to the public where, you know, anybody who, uh, who can, you know, submit a prop and, you know, if we use that prop, you get invited to our party or something like that. Um, but we, we just want to be creative with them and have fun, but it's all stuff that really is decided on the field of play and they become a bigger and bigger part of what the Super Bowl is from the betting side of it. And really, you know, it, it, I still say it's, 
It has to do with, you know, the 1980, 85, 86 bears and that refrigerator Perry prop that we lost a lot of money on. But little did we know that it would kind of propel prop betting um, to where it is today. And that's an integral part of what the Super Bowl is. You've been in this business for such a long time, and you referenced the uh, 85 Bears team in that prop where will William the Refrigerator Perry get a touchdown, and he did. Uh, Do you remember back in those days how many props that you had on the board approximately for that game and where, you know, we know where it is now. But a lot of people probably don't know, you know, how many props you, you had on the board at that point in time. My, my guess would be T, and I don't remember the exact number. It was uh, very much in the infancy of, of my career in this industry, but I, but I would guess that it was probably uh, um, considerably less than a hundred. Yeah. It was probably in the fifty to maybe you know seventy five range, if that high. Um, nothing in comparison to what it is today. I think that kind of opened. Pandora's box. And, you know, then we started looking at, I remember, you know, tying props to, you know, to Jeff Gordon and NASCAR, tying props to Tiger Woods, to Michael Jordan, whoever the hottest, you know, athlete was to some big heavyweight fights to, you know, Oscar De La Hoya. I remember, you know, we were just trying to be as creative as we could. And, and what it really again did was what we're doing now. It made the media, it made us, it was water cooler chatter when people were grabbing the packets and having those conversations in their offices and at home. Um, it really, and you know, and the media interviews were like countless about let's talk about the props. Yeah. That's what everybody wanted to do. And, you know, I, I can't say it enough. They are a, a huge part of what goes on uh, this Sunday. I, I bet, Cheka, it's safe to say that never in your wildest dreams and all the years you've been doing this that you thought you'd be putting up a prop that involved a slap fight. Probably not, but, you know, <laughs> next year I'll probably be putting something else up that I right? didn't think we'd be doing, you know? Right. So, um, uh, but, but we're, again, we're, we're always looking um, to kind of push huh. and, and, and come up. And I guess it pushes the right word. I guess it's looking to be creative. Yes. Um, and, and, yeah. and get the public and our guests and what we're doing now to talk about it. And, and that's what I think makes it fun is, is getting people to think about it like, wow, you know, this prop that's tied to the Golden Knights or this prop that's tied to Le- LeBron James or this prop that's tied to slap fighting. You really have to think about that a little bit um, because we're really doing our research and, you know, looking at numbers and averages and the analytics side of it um, to make these props as, as comp- not just fun, um, and, but as competitive as possible. And you really got to, I don't know, you know how you do your homework on that, but you've really got to try to really make a very competitive and smart line with this because I know you got limits on these props, but you know, I I can't even imagine like how you determine like, okay, well, what is going to be the line or what is going to be the juice on this as well too? Again, this there's, there's no like formula for a lot of these exotic props. Right. We have our formula, and we're really fortunate. And his name's Jason Symbol. So, it's, uh, <laughs> but wait—he's the king of the slap fighting. I mean, that, that's what I wonder: uh, who's yeah. going to win that slap fighting? Uh, you know, behind closed doors over there. You know, he's the—he's uh, the analytics guy, and, and it's great to uh-huh. to have somebody that you can lean on like that, and you know, really can go through the math of it, and we look at it, and you know, we tweak it and have fun with it yeah. ourselves. I mean, really, I mean, it, it's a—it's a show that within a show that just to see us back there and, and kind of uh, crunching numbers and, and throwing things off the wall to see what sticks and laughing at, 
at some of the ideas that we have, and then somebody will throw out an idea, and at first maybe it's a little chuckle, and it's like, wait a minute, yeah. that might be kind of cool. Right. So it is, it is really fun um, from our side of the counter, too. I mean, I know we talk about, you know, on a weekly basis, the wins and losses and favorites and underdogs and totals and unders and how we do or the guests do, um, you know, on a weekly basis. But as much work as this is and as time-consuming as it is, um, from our side of the counter, it really is a lot of fun as well. No doubt. Chuck Esposito joins us at our Red Rock Station Casino Properties, getting ready for the big game, Super Bowl Sunday, coming your way uh, against so many different <coughs> prop uh, bets to make uh, coming up here this weekend. Uh, so, Chuck, now I, I imagine you guys decided not to have uh, anything up regarding the, the the Pro Bowl and the games and the skill competitions, right? You guys didn't do anything like that last weekend, did you? We didn't, T. I mean, yeah. it, it was fun to watch, you know, and uh, I'm a I'm a football fanatic, but I mean, for all practical purposes, the Pro Bowl's kind of gone from the betting side of it. Right, right, and that's you know, and I'm sure you guys thought long and hard about that because even when you know the game has always kind of been considered a joke, but there was always some type of action on it. And I'm sure there's even props with it, and then for you guys just to take all that that down, it just really must. That to me, that says volumes. That what people really think about where it's gone right now because if sports books you know aren't putting up lines for certain things i mean that tells you right there it's like man you know there's there's no interest in this thing at all it's truly an exhibition um at this point um <laughs> i guess i'll leave it at that yeah no i'm with you i'm with you all right so the game itself here we know that early action uh, started, you know, basically this game was it was a pick'em when it opened a week ago last Sunday night. Uh, Philly money came pouring in, uh, moved this thing up to at uh, Philly two and a half. Now we're seeing it, you know, Kansas City money pushing it down to a point and a half or so. Tell us what you're seeing over at your place there and uh, where this money has uh, come in over the last, you know, eight nine days. Really, kind of head, I mean, held steady at where it is right now. Um, but, you know, about 74% of the tickets, T, are on the Eagles. I think the one thing for me is that this has got to be one of the most one-sided um, Super Bowl betting action that we've seen so far, and that's in favor of the Eagles. Um, I, you know, I keep expecting to see, uh, you know, all the chief numbers, you know, start to increase in volume on that side. Just haven't seen it yet. Um, you know, initially I thought this game could go to three. I still think there's a better chance that it goes to three than it does to pick them. Um, I know that Andy Reid has the, you know, uh, having that extra week to prepare. He's unbelievable, something like 24 and five. Yeah. Um, but this Eagle team, I mean, they just remind me of, of teams that, you know, who, who won Super Bowls, who walked through the, the regular season, but then in the playoffs gave up relatively nothing. And, I mean, even looking at the 85-86 Bears, I think they pitched uh, two shutouts against the Giants and Rams in that Super Bowl before ultimately giving up the first score in the game to the Patriots and then winning 46-10. to and, and I think, you know, you look at the Eagles, who had so many games this year, especially during the first half of the season, where they would build that, you know, 3-4 score lead and really coast the rest of the game, right. and they did that against both um, uh, the Giants and the 49ers in the playoffs. I know that, um, you know, maybe not the two best teams in the NFC at the time, Giants, uh, Niners were on their fourth-string quarterback early in that game, but they really gave up nothing, and, and I think it's maybe because it was against a fourth-string quarterback 
and it was against a giant team that they had just beaten a, a few weeks before, that maybe this number hasn't gone to three yet. And it's the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and the history of Mahomes. You know, this is an opportunity for his legacy. I mean, he's been to five NFC championship games. This is another Super Bowl. He's won them. He's lost them. That he can get his second win. Remember, Favre only had one win. Rodgers only had one win. There's a host of guys that only one win. So early, you know, still to be relatively early in Mahomes' career, he has a real opportunity here um, to, you know, to kind of cement his history as a multi-suitable winner with a lot of time left against an Eagle team that I think is just really, really good. Uh, third highest sack total ever um, in a season. The only two times better was the 85 and 86 Bears who had more sacks. And if Mahomes is a little gimpy, and if you can take Kelsey out of the game, um, you know, I think you look at that, and that's why maybe the, the high ticket count on the Eagles. But again, on the flip side, there is nobody better than Andy Reid when you have that extra week. Um, so that's the only real hesitation I have. Um, I'm happy to root for whoever we need when they kick off on Sunday, because I think you can make a compelling argument for both these teams. Um, I do think you're going to see a lot of scoring. Uh, the total has started to tick up. But the bulk of the action won't happen until, you know, Friday or Saturday. So we'll see uh, where it all kind of settles in. Now, you and I really kind of see the game the same way, Chuck, because, you know, you look at the experience factor and you look at Andy Reid again, you know, and here's the other part, too. There's a, there's a motivation for Andy Reid and a little, you know, maybe oh, emotional side here because, okay, the team that fired him and you give him that extra week. I mean, he's going to have something up his sleeve. He always does. I mean, he is the best, uh, play diagrammer and play caller there is out there. And hey, we saw ring around the rosies a few weeks ago. I mean, he's going to come up with something. And we talk about the Philly special that the, that the yeah, Eagles I was did. Say that. You know, it, it's going to be a Kansas City special. Exactly right. So, right. Some Kansas City yeah. barbecue. Q special, something's going to happen because nobody is better than Andy Reid. And this guy's maniacal when it comes to this stuff, Chuck. I mean, he's this guy's diagramming stuff you know, in his sleep. And that's why he's so good in these, in these bi week situations. And here's another one, you know, again, he's, he's got that. And I think, you know, he's got the motivation, but on the flip side, everything you're saying is right about the Eagles. I mean, they kind of coast and whatever, but people need to realize that even though that the Chiefs have been here three out of the last four years, they got 16 guys on this team, mostly the skill position players that have Super Bowl experience. The Eagles don't have Super Bowl experience, but they got veterans. I mean, this team was built through free agency and these guys got, you know, I mean, from AJ Brown to Dominican Sue and the list kind of, you know, Darius Slay. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And what worries me if you're thinking about taking the Chiefs here is the matchups from the wide receiver standpoint and the tight ends against that Kansas City secondary. I mean, that is, is the, the thing that's kind of alarming. For me, I've kind of gone back and forth. I haven't settled on a side because I'm thinking Andy Reid. I'm thinking Patrick Mahomes. I'm thinking the Chiefs, you know, again, I mean, hey, aren't, they're coming off a Super Bowl loss last time, you know, a couple of years ago they were in it, right? So, okay, bounce back here. They're wearing their white jerseys. I think, you know, 15 of the last 18 wearing white have won. There's all kinds of stuff here, Chuck. But then the Eagles, yeah, you know, they've got some bad losses and that schedule wasn't the toughest, but I love Jalen Hurts, but I love that defensive line like you're talking about. And to me, man, this is all going to come down to who takes care of the football the best, but I, you know, it's, it's compelling. It really is compelling that you can make an argument for both sides. And I think my, you know, here's my question for you. And I, I don't know if you have the answer or not, but when was the last Super Bowl that we had that was virtually a pick em or, or a line under two points? How recent? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't recall off the top of my head, T. Um, but, 
But a lot of what you said is right. I, I think when you know you, you look at Mahomes, he he should be the more relaxed guy in it um, because he's already made a couple of few Super Bowl trips. You look at Jalen Hurts, who you know is a second round pick. Um, I think there was some major question marks every year. He's really grown to that position. He is. He just looks so calm yep. when he's in the pocket. And the games that he had this year, the development, the addition of A.J. Brown, um, I think Jalen Hurts, for me, has been MVP. He's just been phenomenal. He's been the difference maker. Um, and, you know, I think we talked about Andy Reid and, and, you know, leaving the job with, with the Eagles. But you have to remember that Andy Reid actually – fired Nick Sirianni when he got the chief job. Right. So although right. Sirianni says there was no animosity, he really appreciated the feedback he got from Reed at the time. Reed didn't feel feel he was a good fit, and, and he did. So, I mean, I think in both coaches' cases, there's kind of an interesting, you know, kind of side note there. But I, I agree. This is a, such a, a really good matchup, at least on paper and the eyeball test, that I'm kind of anxious to see where the number settles in at and, um, you know, if it's probably not the Chiefs, the way the Eagles played this year, this number against anybody else in the AFC might already be three. Uh, but I think because it's the Chiefs, it's Andy Reid, the extra time to prepare. Um, you know, I think that Mahomes, who's been there, uh, to me, the, the biggest thing is, I think, is Travis Kelsey. Is, you know, teams have not done a good job in the postseason. And even, you know, big games in the regular season, I'm taking Kelsey out of the game. Um, and we all look at it and say, God, why don't they cover Kelsey? Right. If the Eagles do that and you've got a quarterback that's not 100%, I really like the Eagles in the game. But if Mahomes and, and Andy Reid have devised a great game plan and, and Kelsey is open and they're able to factor some of these other guys in, if it's a Tony or a Juju Smith-Schuster or you know the, the slew of running backs that they use, then, you know, then I then I, I doubt it. I, I doubt myself a little bit about liking the Eagles. So again, for me, happy to root for whoever we need at kickoff. I think it's a phenomenal matchup. These are two really good teams, and uh, the Andy Reid Bowl is what I said we'd be happy. What I predicted yeah. would happen about six weeks ago. So I'm just anxious to get it started on Sunday. I look forward to it. And a great place to watch the games out at Red Rock or any of the Station Casino properties. I know you guys will be having a great time out there, uh, uh, Chuck. So, uh, yep, get out there, get the mobile app, uh, bet that way, bet the kiosks. And, uh, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great handle. And literally, I mean, you can make a case for either side or total for this game on Sunday. Chuck, I appreciate you, brother. And, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you, uh, next week. All right, T. Sounds great. And enjoy the game. And my, my last advice to all the, all the guests is, is just bet early. Yes. <laughs> this is true. Don't get shut out. Bet early. All right, my man. Appreciate you, Chuck. Uh, tell her, tell the Jasons and the gang I said hello, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Will do, buddy. Thanks, man. That's it. My man, Chuck Esposito over at Red Rock. All right. I want to thank Chuck for joining us today. Pete Gillen, the former coach at Virginia Xavier Providence, does a great job on the CBS Sports Network and CBS College basketball coverage. And also Marco D'Angelo, who joined us in hour number one. You miss any part of the show, go to the website, tcmartinshow.com. Dot com. Check everything out there. Wherever you get your podcasts, find the show there. All the interviews up there as well, too. All right, for Numbchuck TC saying so long. We're back out again tomorrow. Terrible Tuesday takes. Huh? We got that. Whole lot more. Our all-star guest list, our football crew will be joining us all throughout the week. Trevor Maddich, Steve Berline, all of our other football guys, Jay Schrader and company. 
Uh, that and a whole lot more coming your way. Have yourself a good one. We reconvene tomorrow at 2. Okay.